At MasterCard, we believe that women-owned small businesses are uniquely inspiring. They're pillars of the community and have a measurable impact on the people within them. It's their secret sauce. We are deeply committed to helping address the daily challenges of all Canadian small businesses by putting our technology, cybersecurity solutions, digital resources, and partnerships to work for you every day. Discover them today at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. MasterCard, start something priceless. At Scotiabank, we know how important thriving businesses are for the strength of our economy. Our team of experienced advisors across the country can provide you with tailored advice, leading products, and valuable resources to help achieve all your financial goals. We're here for every future. Let's get started today. Visit us at scotiabank.com slash smallbusiness. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, where we talk to Canada's most innovative and entrepreneurial leaders and changemakers. I'm your host, Rick Spence, and as a business journalist, editor, and entrepreneur, I've learned what makes Canadian startups special, successful, and scalable. Join me every Tuesday to hear news stories of Canadian entrepreneurs and learn about the moments that mattered most on their journeys. The Startup Canada podcast is a production of Startup Canada. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Entrepreneurs from coast to coast to coast, welcome to the Startup Canada podcast. Our show today is coming from that third coast in Nunavut. We're speaking with Bernice Clark, who's building a national brand at Wasau Soap in the territorial capital of Iqaluit. Bernice's passion is protecting and promoting her culture through entrepreneurship. She's incorporated this into both of her businesses as founder of Wasau Soap and most recently, Kutu Cultural Consulting. Bernice is a mother, a wife, and a paternal grandmother, or an Inuktitut, Anna. Bernice received a diploma in Inuit Studies at the Nunavut Arctic College and a diploma in Inuktitut Language Revitalization with Paruvik, an Inuit-owned center of learning, and the University of Victoria. Bernice was one of the first cohort members of Entrepreneurth, a platform empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs, which helped her confidence and knowledge for running a business and gave her the space to explore ideas and build connections. Atili, hi, Bernice. Welcome to the show. Oh, what a beautiful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We're delighted to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be invited by Startup Canada. I am a very, very big fan of Startup Canada. <laughs> Thank you so much. We know that you've been associated with, the, with, with us for a while, and we really appreciate that as well. Just to get started off, our first question usually is, what, what is the top piece of... Uh, advice or learning that you hope entrepreneurs will take away from our conversation today? Well, the top piece of advice I would, um, if I could go back to myself, I would definitely um, give myself the advice of, you know, um, be brave. <laughs> be brave because it's scary. Um, you're putting yourself out there. When you're putting yourself out there, it literally feels like your neck is sticking out and you're waiting for someone to cut it off. So the piece of advice, I would say there is nobody going to cut off your neck. I promise it feels like it, but this is normal to feel scary. But being brave, stepping forth into entrepreneurship, 
I would, it has been the most growth period in my life. I did not realize what would happen to me as a, as an entrepreneur. I have grown as a woman. I have grown as a human. I am fearless. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I am fearless. It is so powerful to give and step into the world of making um, economy for uh, the world, to be part of change, to be part of a community that empowers one another. It's, it's, it feels, um, that's the advice I would give is don't think there is someone going to cut off your head. It feels like, <laughs> um, that, you know, use the fear. Yeah, be careful. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually, use it because um, it's protecting you. So your your uh, spirit, your um, is saying, you know, are you sure you want to do this? It's trying to protect you. So be that brave and say, I got you. I got this. We got this. We're gonna do this. I think that's the first. Yeah, because I remember being so scared i was like who am i what the hell am i doing what the hell Uh, uh, me becoming an entrepreneur like that is reserved for certain people so i would say take that out of your head you deserve this space you need to come forth because it has already happened you just need to take the step forth in another that's how i try and see it is it's already happened in another um time and space i just need to be brave and put my foot forth oh that was a long one (laughs) (laughs) that was fabulous i think you've done a better job than anyone i've talked to about in in terms of articulating the essence of entrepreneurship and the the growth and the connection that comes out of it, the journeys that, that you don't foresee as part of the process and, and how everything comes together uh, when things are going right, everything works together. And the stuff that doesn't go right, you know, you forget, you drop out of your life, you cancel it. Um, <laughs> but, but the idea of, of being part of a community where everybody helps each other, I think that's a really important concept. So thank you for sharing that as well. Okay, let's talk about Wasau Soap. Um, Your website opens with the words, soap with a story that precedes Canada. Let's talk about that and and, and what it means. What's the cultural significance of the soaps that that you make and sell? The the beautiful saying came from RJ. Uh, He was one of the uh, mentors with Entrepreneurs. And he heard my story and he was just so touched of the beginning and why, my why as Wasau Soap. So the, the, he felt it described me as an Inuk woman and me taking back an old way of healing and bringing back into a new way. So he, he wanted the words to reflect and it was so powerful when he showed me the words and it just reflects as me me becoming um taking an old way of um before colonization 
we had our own healing methods we had our own every we had our own uh teachings and we've lost that through um you know like the hospital we have medication from the hospital now we don't we don't uh touch the land anymore so for me um to add these beautiful um my why to add why what i do into my business and to show that i am here to protect and promote my culture i am so proud to be an inuk woman and let me tell you that has not been easy i grew up being told white is better to look and sound white don't speak your, to sound to to speak my language that wasn't cool to to wear my uh handmade boots that wasn't cool so all these ways of being inuk i have picked them up and hold them so close to my heart as an inuk woman i want to show that your culture you can put that into your business to protect and to promote and to tell the stories of your people through entrepreneurship so inui used bowhead for uh medicine so i add that into my soap and my body butter to talk about my people's way of healing that we were connected and are connected to the land the animals we live with we respect we live uh what's the word uh coexist together everything that we do as inuit is based as a whole people and connected to the land the nuna so for the soap to um the the soap that precedes uh what was sorry uh st- uh a soap that precedes canada so that comes from inuit um way of healing and i brought forth the stories of inuit into my business so it reflects um before we were recognized as canada we've always been here as inuit we didn't even we didn't have the word canada like that's a uh, new you right. know uh within the recent years of inuit so it, i wanted to show that that we are here we are inuk we have our ways of healing and i've put that through my business and tell me about some of the other um local uh ingredients that you that you put into these soaps i mean your soaps are unique in the world Thank you so much. I forgot to mention that. So not just bowhead. We so the bowhead uh fed the community, housed the community for the bones, and the oil, the blubber fueled our oil lamp which is called aqulliq. The oil lamp was from the land, the nuna. It was raw. Uh-huh. and the wick was were the plants the medicine our plants are our medicine as well and i put that into my business to reflect that 
the oil comes from the bowhead, the seal, uh, beluga, narwhal, could be caribou fat. Uh, it, it comes all from the land. So another medicine that I was asked to add into my business, when we have craft fairs, this is when we can talk to our customers. An elder came to me and she pulled me aside. She brought me to the side. They're shy. They are shy. And they've been oppressed so long, it's hard for them to share sometimes. So when I'm pulled aside by an elder, I know I have to listen and take the time for her or them, a him. And I was told, please add the bearded seal. It was our medicine. It was our number one medicine. Ear infection, throat infection, and it was the number one medicine. And so she said, please. And another elder came and said it again. And it was like three or four times. And I, it was in the back of my mind. How will I add this into my product? So it was always in a way, because I'm adding blubber into soap, it, it's such a a big no, like in the way I used to think. It, it's how do I add bowhead, uh, um, the oil of the seal into, in a different way that I added beer, um, bowhead. So I added bowhead into my body butters as well as some of the soap. So how can I be a little bit different? So I was being um, like, what's the word? Um, creative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, in a different way. So, and my husband, he's the only one running the business right now. So I have to be really careful on what I ask him, you know, how much to make because he's running it by himself. So I don't want to add too much to his work. So how can I do this? Uh, and then one day I had a thought. It was like I put pun into my business. It's really important for me to add my personality into my business because it's me. So punny. How can I be punny? So I added the bearded seal oil into a beard oil. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So I listened, but I also took my way and added it. So yeah. there. Uh, also, we use uh, clay. So from the bed of the river of Iqaluit Kunga, the river of Iqaluit, we take uh, clay and add that into the soap. Uh, we also add tundra, the nuna of Nunavut. We pick uh, harvest uh, flowers to add into our bath salts. And that in, is another way for me to connect to the youth, these young ladies. I have these young ladies. We go harvesting together and I tell them about my business and I say, this is what I do. This is what you can do when you grow up. You can do this too. I was just like you wow. when I was a little girl. And they look at me with these eyes and I'm like filled with like such, I feel like a little girl again. It's like I'm healing myself through my business and 
also promoting these young women. You too, you you have a beauty in you. My beauty is different. My beauty is like this, but your beauty could be different. You have to find that. You know, these conversations with these young girls, it's so empowering. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like you built an amazing platform for getting things done, for creating uh, community and spirit and, and it, it's... Sounds sound just wonderful. And to me, that's the essence of what entrepreneurship is. But I think, hey, we have to give some credit. So tell us a little bit about your husband, Justin, and, and, and how you started the business together. Okay. It, it starts funny <laughs> because um, I, I did Mary Kay for a long time to create uh, money, like an aside business. So I learned a lot of business skills through this. It's already set up. You get the box. Uh, GST is already set up. You order. It, it, it's so easy. So I was like, let me try this business life. Um, and Mary Kay is what? It's like makeup, oh, it's a makeup product <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I like makeup. And I got it for 50% off. I was making money. I was learning how to do run a business, or, you know, sort of. Like, it's set up for me. So I went to the craft market. And by that time, my cousin Amanda had got me started into this body butter because she loves natural. She loves uh, handmade. So she got me into it. So she's, she said um, that, you know, this would do really well at a craft market. So I asked her, would you be willing to be my partner? And she says, no. Oh, okay, I'll do this alone. <laughs> okay, so I, because I felt it was a find, right? Like, this is a find. This is something good. I just, I, I feel it. So I went to the craft market. It's called the annual Tunic Time Craft Fair here in Iqaluit. It's a huge craft fair. So I went with my Mary Kay in one hand, and then on the other hand, I did body butters. And I said, let's see what happens. And I, re again, put my neck out there. Embar like I was embarrassed and feeling really like no confidence. Someone's going to say something. And I went there. All I got was, um, Bernice, do you make any more natural products? Bernice, how did you do this? Like, the the eyes were huge. They were like reaching over the table, like, what else do you have? I said, This is all I have. I don't have anything else. But I'll go home and look at the website. Um, and I'll take your name if you promise, you know, to buy, I will make. And so we made a list that day. I me, I I made a list that day. So, you know, this list of names was five people. But that was how, okay, I'm going to go do it. And so I went home. I sold out because everybody wanted natural products. Wow. I threw the money at my husband when, he, when I got home because he refused to come with me. He didn't believe in it. He was like, I'm not going to go to a craft market. I'm a guy. You know, like I don't do that stuff. So I threw the money at him. I said, I told you so. <laughs> I understand the money was like $3,000 or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> we did so well. Like I was like, I told you. And then what did he do? He grabbed the laptop, went on the distributor's website, 
He's like, hey, they sell soap. Oh, God, don't do soap. Nobody's interested in soap. (laughs) (laughs) Which ended up being, you know, lifting us and keeping us going. The soap. So it's been such a 50-50 with me and my husband. So he started, he joined me. He joined me on the Wasau journey and he's like, okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's fabulous. Can you give us, give give me an an idea of sort of the size of the business? I mean, how much, how many products do you have? What the, um, you know, if, if you can share anything about the revenue or the distribution of the product to let people know this is not just a, a, a business in your living room anymore. No, it's it's taken up the whole house. Actually, it used to <laughs> it used to be in the kitchen, and now it's taken up the back space, back um, porch. We created into a, a a room for creation. We have a bedroom. Our kids are older now, so when that kid moved out, oh, it's our inventory. <laughs> space now and then we had to get a sea can and hold our products so we're doing what we can growing the business with our home and our family and so Justin is now running uh, the business full-time Wasau Soap so when it comes to speaking on cultural anything cultural Inuit that's my that's my stage. So I come on stage every once in a while and do these um, podcasts, interviews. Justin is the production manager. So he has very much respect um, where Inuit culture comes in. He steps aside. He is an amazing soap creator. He was a chef by trade. So he has his skills of, you know, uh, as a chef and brought it into the soap world. He's run uh, a business. It was called Mustang Sally in Newfoundland, uh, St. John's. He's ran a business. So our um, lives, our previous lives have really come together. And Justin and I were actually on a podcast. We were... um, dubbed the power couple (laughs) (laughs) that was really fun and you know we use that every once in a while it's it's fun you know as a couple we're growing and and uh, our relationship has changed we are business partners not just husband and wife and father and mother we are constantly together And that takes work to come together. Like when you're always with somebody, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And just tell me about the distribution. Like you have retail partners and you sell online. Um, how can, what's the best way for people to get a hold of some of your products? Uh, during COVID, we were forced to go online. So our business has grown and done really well through COVID. We created a website called wasosoap.com, U-A-S-A-U-S-O-A-P.com. We have uh, products on there um, such as the bath salts. We have about seven soap, uh, body butters, body milk, um, bearded seal oil that is a beard oil, uh, lip balm, shampoo, conditioner. What we have done to grow is listen to our customers 
and what would you like what would you like to see so that's you know body butter was our first product and then the soap and growing from uh you know five thousand dollar craft markets to now our sales were like last year they were like two hundred thousand like this is a hobby that's turned into a full-blown business wow by accident like what a beautiful accident <laughs> a beautiful accident that describes a lot of small businesses actually but uh it's it's great to see that uh, that it's working so well and how many of your customers are sort of local people who appreciate you know the, yes the, the the products as part of their culture but and how much of the of, of the market is people from outside the culture discovering wow these products are unique in the world Malikat is a store here in Iqaluit that promotes Inuit crafts. Eva Agak language, uh, she is the commissioner of uh, Nunavut and she has a business here and she wanted to help me um, hold my product at her store. So that was the beginning of um, our uh, first real retail store and it's done really well at that store. It is, I have been told, so Eva is right now, um, she cannot work as, because she's a commissioner there, um, she has someone running the store. He, he let my husband know that their number one product uh, is Wasso soap. So that, (laughs) that was a celebration. Another celebration was when Nunavut Travel let me know. Waso soap was a number one sought after product in the household of Nunavut. Amazing. Yeah, it's been, when I have these um, interviews, it reminds me how far we've gone. It's, um, you get lost, your head is so, you're so busy, your head is down that you forget to celebrate and talk about yourself. So it's so important to have these interviews and tell people how you started, that you did struggle. There is a struggle. And I found ways to work with those struggles living in Nunavut because it's so expensive here to have a business. So the beauty business, usually, you know, if if, if it's not a commodity product like Jurgen soap, there's usually a pretty fair margin. So is is that margin enough to, you know, overcome the expenses of being in the north and having this shipping by by by, by sea back and forth? Yes. So um, all our a lot of our profit do go back into the business, and we knew that and we accepted that, um, and we just kept doing what we were doing so that we could come to this day, you know, to, to being 10 years into business and figuring out like, what can we drop? What can we pick up? So it's about learning, um, scaling, right? Like also, um, what can we, is this really doing us good? So you, you just, do checkups on your business and you know you have to raise the prices and we need to do that because um we try and keep the price so that it's affordable for the mute, and that was really important for us so we we set our price so that it was affordable because 
it's there's a lot of poverty here in Nunavut and my goal is my people first it's always about Inuit first for me and that's who I'm serving and and then the rest of the world so it was important for me to market it that it's affordable for um, Nunavut so surely you, uh, on the website you must have a, a coupon code for people from Nunavut as <laughs> so that <laughs> you don't have to offer everyone the the local discount. It's actually offering everyone. Like it's actually offering everyone not just local. So it it, it goes to Inuit first and then it offers to the rest of the world. Um you know of course we have to raise our prices to keep up with uh the high cost everything's going up we're all we're all seeing that we were already at high cost in Nunavut and now everything is going high again like it's um yeah it's really about how can I do better how can it's just figuring out ways on figuring out that uh little bump we have <laughs> it's a big bump <laughs> right 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 and tell us a little bit about I, I'm, I'm afraid i've never been to a calorie um tell us a little bit about the entrepreneurship community there is is is, is it a, a busy place it's really growing um people are more brave and trying trying to make uh flip the money right in their way and I'm seeing so many uh, beautiful creations happening. People creating earrings, people, you know, creating these beautiful micro businesses and practicing in the world of making your own. And it's empowering. It's so beautiful. And also, you know, the um, bigger stores where we want to work with the community. Um, what we have done is. It's called co-op, the one we worked with. So what we did was we put together, we collaborated together where um, we bought Christmas presents and um, with, with the company so that we're showing a partnership uh, together, uh -huh. working together and giving back to the community. So the Christmas games, we have a beautiful time uh, in our community during the Christmas times where there's two weeks of every night you put, you go to the, a certain, uh, uh, right now it's the Nakashuk school in the gym. Uh, the community gets together, plays games, celebrates, and just being Inuk together. So the, we gave those toys. It was $8,000 um, of toys brought for community to, celebrate and be together and so that was so empowering it, it felt so like wow i'm adulting <laughs> <laughs> yeah it feels so good so people look at me in the community with oh it's beautiful the way they look at me now you know because i want to be part of the community i want to be help i want to grow i want to do good things make a difference, be together, and um, promote and uh, inspire uh, other entrepreneurs and the culture. Right. And you, you, I think you're doing a little bit of that as well as the founder of 
Kutu Cultural Consulting. Can you tell me about the work you're doing there? Yes. So um, I have changed careers. Um, I am now an Inuktitut teacher for adults. Uh, so for the Birovik and Uavik partnership, because of our language, it is now on the extinct list. We are doing things to protect our language. And one of the things that Nunavut Tungavik incorporated, the land claim organization that watches over the um, um, uh, land claim with the federal government, the money that they received during the lawsuit of the G government of Nunavut not um, doing their responsibility and promise in the land claim, the Nunavut Tungavik Incorporated, NTI, decided we need to do something to protect our language. So there was an out-of-court settlement, and this money that should have went into those promises the president decided it was important to protect and promote right now, today, and create these programs to protect our language. And this was a new, and I was the first um, cohort to enter this um, way of protecting and promoting my language. So it was like a fast track, two years of school uh, for me to become an online adult teacher for me to protect the language. So we're doing things um, to protect and promote our language. So this was me changing my career. I did work for NTI for 16 years, but I decided I would be that one. I said, I will take that program, I will go through it, and I will become an Inuktitut teacher. I will get out of this comfortable little spot I was in, you know, the golden handcuffs. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> so I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to, this is who I am now. I am here to protect and promote my language, my culture. I am going to become a teacher. So. Kutu Consulting, Kutu Cultural Consulting was created for me to teach online. I am hired by Pirovik to teach government employees, non-Inuit, my language. So Kutu Cultural Consulting was created uh, in partnership with, you know, my business, Wasau Soap, was to protect my culture, but this is another way now that I can protect and prom uh, protect my culture language in um, in another way of a business form. So that you know, I, I need to make I need to make money too. I like earrings, you know, like I need. <laughs> I love beaded earrings. That's all I everywhere. So it's all about how can I become the person so that I can also protect, promote and give back and also give money to. So I'm, I'm not even kidding. I give all my money to uh, <laughs> indigenous creators. Like my whole life, everything I do is giving, protecting, promoting and sharing. <laughs> wow. So cultural consulting was created for me to, create a business that I can show the lighting. I can teach what I have learned 
through Pirovic uh, um, in my two years, the plants, the medicine that we use as Inuit, and I put that into teaching. Uh, I did a land walk, like um, a nuna, like a land walk with, um, min- there was uh, ministers that were, they came to Iqaluit and needed, um, like federal ministers needed, um, like entertainment. I don't know how, I English. Yeah, yeah, you have to divert them and impress them, yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it was a first, a first um, thing for Wasau to do. So that's when I realized I need to create another business so that I am doing these cultural teachings that my husband and Wasau are up, um, separate but a part of. So that the CRA, all the all that is separate from Wasau. So I wanted to, yes, yeah, so it was uh, important to create another incorporated business so that you know, it's more growth. It's more uh, opportunity for my culture to be talked about, to be shared. Um, so when uh, we did the land walk, we talked, I hired an elder to do the land walk with the ministers, met at my cabin, and then she made bannock. And then I did the qulliq lighting and talked about the teachings of the qulliq, what it means to Inuit. So that was the growth. That was the beginning of KCC, called Akutu cultural consulting. Right, right. And tell me just just a little bit about the Inuk languages and, and why it's so important to preserve them. I presume that, like many languages, um, the language itself is your history, it's your culture, it, 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 it describes how your ancestors saw the world and interpreted the world and all the unique experiences of being Inuk. Mm-hmm. So... You're very right. In our words, I was telling you, Anna, paternal grandmother. When you say Anna to me, my eyes soften, my heart soften. Every I feel light. Like there are emotions in our words. They are who we are. When I speak English, I'm going to explain it as much. Um, it's like the skin. There's three layers of skin on our us as humans. When I'm speaking English, I'm on the first layer of skin. When I speak my language, I go deep. I go third level. And I'm saying words. They're our uh, way of expressing. Um, I could say few words and I've said a whole sentence there are emotions in our words when I'm teaching Inuktitut it's not just pronunciation I'm just teaching them I I tell them this is heart work open your heart let me in and I'm safe I create a safe space and I tell them this is a safe space to make mistakes I encourage you to make mistakes so you can learn from them. These words I'm going to teach you, welcome. In English, welcome. In my language, dunga subit. Dunga is to root. Dunga subit. Root yourself. Be wow. welcome. 
be so welcome, feel it. So when I tell my students, you say, it's not just a word. You're telling me, feel at ease. See, it's beautiful. <laughs> it, it really is. And you're a wonderful teacher. Do you have any lessons online or anything? And any videos that we could look for to try and get a us, us Southerners that we could get a feel for the, the landscape and the culture? Um, I do. I do share on my social media. Another way um, I express myself uh, is through TikTok. And I do cultural teachings as an Inuk. This is how I say yes, with my eyebrows. As an Inuk. Yeah, I, I squish my nose. That's a no. So wow. cultural teachings. You have to pay attention. You really got to look because it's so subtle, you could miss it. So, and how do we find you on TikTok? Yeah, Bernice Kutu Clark on TikTok. So I share, I am an ambassador for my culture. It's not just teachings. I talk about cultural appropriation. I talk about um, what the word Eskimo is. Eskimo is not a word to use as we have our name. We, we've always called ourselves the people. Inuit, it means the people. So the word, the word that I had said, we don't use that anymore. It's, um, it was used to hurt us and still is that Rami eaters. Um, that's how it was to hurt us. So uh, I don't use that word. And also, um, you know, it's, it's important to talk about these uncomfortable conversations and talk about the true history of Inuit and what happened to us and how we are um, coming forth of, you know, the, um, the church uh, the RCMP taking the dogs from Inuits, dog slaughter. I mean, it's we are coming out of a dark um, time and we are learning and healing. And so, yeah, through my business uh, and also my social media, I am protecting, promoting and sharing. <laughs> wow, I can't imagine a better ambassador, a better protector <laughs> and, and sharer. Tell me a little bit, what, what, what do you think is the future in terms of, of, of the culture of the Inuit? Are the young people, are, are they, you know, showing interest? Are they learning the language or, again? Are they, uh, are they trying to promote and protect as well? Yes. It's slow. Um, and we have a lot of unraveling to do. We need to share what happened. Um, because if you don't acknowledge, you cannot heal. You first need to acknowledge, talk about it. This is what happened. Then we can heal. And more people are, are sharing their experiences. And the youth are the ones that have brought back the throat song. The teenagers are the ones bringing back the throat song, which the church said that is evil. Don't ever sing the throat song. Don't sing your ayayas. They are the ones bringing it back. So we are all doing our work. Each of us have a space 
where we are protecting and promoting and I am here with cheerleading and I'm like, go, you're doing it. <laughs> yes, keep going. You're inspiring others. There's eight-year-olds watching you. You know, it's it's important to remind one another um, the good work we're doing. And what's the future of, of Waso Soap? Uh, do you see that growing in 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 product categories and and making an even bigger splash i would love to see waso in a space we could um you know take in customers that want to learn about soaping it'd be so fun if somebody you know let's go on a date what are we gonna do oh waso soap let's Let's go make soap. soap yeah like those kind of interactions are beautiful it's just right now the high cost of um i'm um living in the arctic Mm -hmm. there's oh my goodness like rent for businesses is horrible it is i will i i have been doing what i can so that i can give the prices to you know keep my price at an affordable uh, rate and that means sacrificing my home sacrificing a lot but it's it's okay for now but for me i i want to see a space for wasau for people to be able to walk in when i get messages they're like can we come see your manufacturing place i'm like oh it's my kitchen <laughs> sorry i know i act like it's like this big organization because it's my dream and i act, you know i've always acted like it's huge right. And so when people come to town, I'm like, oh, it's in my heart. <laughs> I mean, the interesting thing here, though, is that uh, so many people now are willing to pay huge amounts of money to travel and have authentic cultural experiences exactly. based on the land and the people that they're visiting. And exactly. so, so now is the time, if, it, if there was ever a time for this to work, now is the yes, time. Yes, and that's, that's where KCC comes in as a partner. Yes. Because we can do those cultural walks. We can do those cultural teachings. It's, yeah, it's like living the dream. I, <laughs> there's times when I'm like, what? I'm living my dream. It's not easy. It comes with sacrifices. It, but the reward is I'm, I feel so powerful. And that's beautiful to hear. I mean, at its best, small business entrepreneurship, they create powerful platforms for people to express themselves, to reach out and connect with other people, which is what you've been doing from the beginning, and, and, and consolidating new ideas, new experiences. And, uh, and you're a wonderful example of that. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for all that you've done and what you're doing for the community. In a kind of- I need to say thank you to Startup Canada. When I came to Startup Canada, one of the first, um, it was a conference. It was with uh, Satya. She was on stage. I was like, I'm going to be her. I'm going to be on stage. I'm going to be the next one on Startup Canada to be celebrated. And I got an award through Startup Canada. Mm-hmm. It happened. And I I was I felt so elevated. 
and recognized and loved. And that award is beautiful. Like that to be celebrated by Startup Canada was like winning a lottery because of the networking connections that Startup Canada has. I know who you are. You You won a powwow pitch, I think, in an Entrepreneur's Choice Award in 2019. Powwow pitch in 2021. Yeah. I forgot about those beautiful things. See, it's it's so important. Like, you have to celebrate yourself and show the work and the growth that you've done. For me to win powwow pitch, uh, third place, was for me to get out of my comfort zone. And I started doing these videos of... this is who I am. I'm, I'm expressing myself. I'm doing these creative videos, trying to get into People's Choice Award, which I won, got me into the, uh, be able to win third place. So I was like, uh, more, 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 you know, like, <laughs> what can I do? What can I do? Okay. And then I was like doing things like so out of my comfort zone that I forgot that I was uncomfortable to do that because I was being supported and loved it's it's beautiful. You are supported and loved, and uh, and the work you're doing is so important. And uh, Startup Canada will continue to support you. Uh, Thank you. I love you guys. If, if you need it, uh, we really appreciate what you're doing and and respect it. Mm. So, <laughs> congratulations! Mm. And we've been talking with Bernice Clark. She's the founder of Waso Soap in uh, in in Nunavut, uh, in Iqaluit. And uh, if you get a chance to visit her up there, please do. And if not, visit her website. And what's the website again? Uh, So it's www.uasausoap.com. Wasausoap.com. Thank you so much. I really look forward to uh, meeting you sometime and speaking with you again. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you. Have a great day. Please keep doing what you're doing. Mm, Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Startup Canada podcast. This show is produced by Lauren Hicks and Maddie Stiles, and it's made possible by the support of MasterCard and Scotiabank. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next week, I'm your host, Rick Spence.